I'm your host, TCM Chef Raphael, with information that is science-based and current with today's medicinal research. My aim is to instill into your mind and heart a curiosity that can root solutions to your lifestyle and eating choices. So dive with me into the next topic. Today's choice for my podcast originates from a CNN episode about Alzheimer's and degenerate brain disease that affects millions of people in the US. Dr. Richard Isaacson, MD, is a world-renowned neurologist and researcher spearheading the Schmidt College of Medicine, FAU Center for Brain Health, and he is furthermore at the helm of the Alzheimer's Prevention Clinic leading the academic clinical research program that is established to reduce the risk of AD, Alzheimer's disease, understanding the core cause of dementia and Parkinson's disease. Let me be very clear in my introduction to my podcast here. I have personally never met this person, and I indeed have the utmost respect for his brilliant resume and achievements, and I surely hope that the investments spent on trying to understand the genealogy or core cause why our brain becomes cloudy is resulting in help, suggestions, medical advances, and maybe even preventative solutions. I watched an episode on CNN last week where Dr. Isaacson was a guest speaker and he eloquently explained his passion for brain health research and how important it is to tackle a health dilemma that kills 1 million people every year in the United States alone. It was about a product they're researching that they seemed to think it might help or aid people slowing down the brain fogging or losing your mind or however I can use simple words to explain to you. So there's a medicine on the market they think they're developing that seems to be successful not as successful as they hoped it to be, but nevertheless, I guess they need these researchers to bring it onto the market. I was, however, utterly bothered that during the 10-minute episode, no mention was placed of the apparent cause of dementia or Alzheimer's from the perspective of food and lifestyle choices. You know, that is my passion. Until the very last few seconds, when the good doctor brushed on the idea that each person has an individual profile and maybe, maybe, a correlation between what we consume and how we are affected, he vaguely indicated could play a role. Maybe. See, from a TCM perspective, what we choose to eat, how we eat it, and how we cope with the environment around us is the major factor and why the neurons in our brain shut down. Let me simplify to not make any of my podcasts too complex and medical. The brain is a mushy mass of fats and electricity zapping around. Various places in the brain have specifically assigned functions, as we learned, and still learning, like memory storage or subconscious memory, responsible for breathing and speech recognition. I'm simplifying, but you get it. Lots of things can happen at the same time as you drive and text and eat and listen to your favorite song. That's brain overload, and most of us fail to do it. So, for someone super affected by Alzheimer's or dementia, that sort of layering of activity is just not working very well. Or the consequences between memory and speech and an activity like walking on top of it causes an overload. 
I'm sure a highly educated individual like Dr. Isaacson has to cringe at my simplicity, but I am here to try to communicate with you in a very simple form a topic that is dear to my heart. An average driver eating and texting and listening to my podcast, they need to have it in a simple form. So I'm with you, my dear listeners. You get me, right? Well, back to my irk. How come in most of the clinical research conducted for medicinal advances, we don't include the effect of food as a long-term consequence? Why do research programs ignore separating vegetarians from, say, sugar eaters or grouping together soda drinkers from people consuming marijuana? And why do I rarely find Alzheimer's research adapting that we have an incredible library on how foods directly impact brain health? Brain health was actually documented as early as 1790 when Philip Pinel started to document his assumption that changing the environment of insane people and giving them kind affection, good food and encouragement had a profound result on their mental health. Well, let's not forget everybody was just considered crazy, even when they had Alzheimer's or couldn't remember things. They were just all bundled together in one crazy asylum. Also, he is foremost recognized for his psychiatric treatment. He did document the concept of food and brain health to have a correlation. We have a very clear and solid understanding in osteopathic medicine that consuming preserved foods or aspartame in connection with poor lifestyle choices affects the brain. I'm just picking one. There's so many other products out there that do the same thing. The conductive matter of what we carry in our heads does not like to be fed choices that diminish its full capacity. Think about it. What we consume through our mouth, eyes, ears, skin has an effect as well. All of my patients that I have that have brain fog, whatever it is identified in specifics, or onslaughts of Alzheimer's diagnosed by expert physicians, as soon as I change their food intake and reduce MSG, sugar, salt, and bad fats, their Alzheimer's and dementia progresses very slow, slower than assumed surprising medical professionals, measurably slowing the expected progress of dementia. All of my clients that follow a strict regimen produce positive results. So I can voucher for myself, from my experience base, that if you slow down Alzheimer's with food and lifestyle changes, you can actually surprise the outcome. Surely, the monks and scriptures of antiquity and my being a chef that claims to know something about food effect on the body is no solid available research aid. But the millions of results we have by people currently alive changing their eating and lifestyle habits should be proof enough to pique the curiosity of these highly decorated professionals on the head of researchers. In the minimum, assume to include these findings when creating statistics. I understand that the pharmaceutical companies, their foremost investors and sponsors of these test groups, do not want to promote that maybe eating healthy would prevent a fewer million people from buying prescribed overpriced medicines. Gosh, that would be horrible for business. And that conclusion is not just fitting for Alzheimer's. It is a broad spectrum of pharmaceuticals out there, promoted on TV every day. From my humble perspectives, they are only there to make a company rich blood pressure medicines, diabetic prescriptions and headaches, or sleep medicines, and rarely do I find they are really needed. If you would just adjust your food intake and adopt a lifestyle that benefits your body. But most people, 
And that includes most of my clients. At first, they fight me tooth and nail when I come on board, trying to convince me that changing their food habits would not be necessary. Their pantry usually is overstuffed with synthetic foods that are labeled healthy or natural, with an expiration date beyond any natural logic. You are what you eat, and with Alzheimer's, it just takes 20 years before you realize you must change. It usually is too late at that point. TCM is honestly the most effective when used as a preventative approach, and I know you can't have it both ways. Look up TCM Chef, my blogs, and the recipes, and snoop out what might fit you to adjust your lifestyle or your food intake. You will find suggestions on adjusting your food intake to cope with brain problems, sleep management, and diabetic troubles, pain management. If you have a family history of dementia, start today. At least be informed, so you can't deny ever having known about it. To Dr. Richard Isaacson, I'm putting out an invitation. I would love to sit in on a brainstorming session and give my humble input on how food is a major culprit in the degeneration of brain health. Brainstorming. <laughs> Great play of words. You got it? To end this podcast with a suggestion, please, your brain needs healthy fats to stay active and alert. Anytime you consume bad fats, and I need you to look this up, your brain will use it instead of the preferred choices, and in the long term you create a brain that is poorly nourished and cannot function as intended. Avocado and butter are good fats versus vegan butter or fry oil being complex oils. I know I'm making some of you cringe too. You don't like to learn that your substitute choices are bad because your intention to eat healthy clashes with my wisdom regarding consuming healthy choices. Since when did you embrace forfeiting natural products and it would be a wise choice? Artificial stuff is artificial. Unless you want to convince me to see it differently. Bring it on. Made to believe burgers, keto, candy and vegan cheese. Vanilla flavored latte. Wait, the secretion of a beaver ass is actually natural. Look that one up. Vanilla. Tell me you never thought about the possible long-term effects on your body. Dementia is not being willfully ignorant about the simple facts on hand. You don't think we have sufficient studies done on rayon viscosis fiber being absorbed through your skin? We have known this fact since 1976, baby boomers. It turns off the electricity in your brain. You see where I'm going with this? Yep, it's a chemical process to make tree matter into soft textile and the people who work in these factories all end up with brain damage artificial butter, or things that taste like maple syrup, or pink grapes and tuna in oil. Do you really think using a great quality of oil to flush down the drain is what the promoters of these products intend you to do? Start using your brain as long as you can. Okay, I'll stop. And thank you for listening in. As much as I love talking about the healthy aspects of life, you will find me being critical and cynical about the worst habits we have adapted to be our norm. But let me be the voice to shake you a little. I love you all. I really do. I love you all. Do something for your brain today. Just eat an apple. Just eat something healthy that you know is fresh from a tree, from the grounds, a root. Something that is just 
truly natural. <laughs>